0: Welcome to the NG Podcast. Once again, it's your boy Norman Gabriel. And it's, you know, the world's foremost authority on all things that matter. Just a dude riding around in his vehicle talking about sports and other things. So, I want to touch base on the Baltimore Ravens. Um, matter of fact, I'm going to touch base a little bit on, every, on all the teams' victories. But, you know, Baltimore is my favorite. So. Just to touch base on everything, do a quick rundown everything. Start off with Green Bay, Chicago. Uh, Completely defensive game. Two good defensive teams. Um, Offense looked very weak for Chicago, so I don't know how good Green Green Bay's defense is. Because the offense was very subpar for Chicago. And as far as Chicago's defense... They were pretty good because it is Aaron Rodgers, but they are putting a new off, putting in a new offense. So we don't know exactly what they're going to be. Uh, Chicago, I think we know who they are. A weak offensive team. If they can run the ball, they're pretty good with a pretty strong defense. It's basically what they were last year. Green Bay, we don't know what they're going to be. They should be improved on defense, but at the same time, even though they improved on defense. Their offense is going to slack because it's a new offense. It's, it's just natural. It takes time. So, we don't know what those two teams are. It's going to take a few weeks to find out. Dallas and the Giants. Um, Dallas look pretty darn good. The Giants, pretty darn bad. We don't know what Dallas is yet. I know everybody thinks, not everybody, but a lot of the prognosticators are saying that they are a possible Super Bowl team. And they do have some tools. Uh, I just we can't tell a lot by going against the Giants. I think we'll get a better setting from them this week when they play against uh, Washington. So we'll have an idea. Giants are just waiting for next year. Uh, The backup Jones came in there at the end of the game. He didn't look very good either. Granted, it was only a couple of moments, so, you know, you don't know, but he didn't look good either. Um, Let's see. Tennessee and Cleveland. Either Tennessee's pretty good or Cleveland's pretty bad. Now, it was a close game up until about two minutes left in the third quarter. And then the the wheels fell off when Baker Mayfield started throwing interceptions. And then even, you know, I think it was three interceptions and two of them back to back. Uh, He threw an interception for a uh, pick six for a touchdown. But they kind of had that look of a team that's used to losing that when it starts going bad, just give up. But I'll put it all on Baker right now. And he put it on himself anyway. Uh, we'll see what they do next time. But that play where uh, Derrick Henry caught a ball, like on just threw it to the near the sideline. And he took off for 75 yards pretty much untouched. That was like piss poor. That doesn't even happen to some high school teams. So uh, I think they got a long ways to go. I know a lot of people crowned them champs already or thought they had a chance to make it to the Super Bowl and all that. Hey, it's only one game. We never know. But uh, I I think they're going to be searching for 500. Tennessee, same thing. You played a bad team. You played Cleveland. We don't know how good you are. We'll tell this week when you play Houston where you stand? Because Houston looked pretty darn good. So I'll jump to that game. Houston and New Orleans. Houston is still struggling to protect their quarterback. Um, But at the same time, he played one heck of a game, man. Um, you know, since he's been in the league, Watson, Sean Watson has just been pretty solid, man. I mean, he be you just wonder what he would do if he had a really strong offensive line that gave him time. He didn't have to work so many miracles. But he does have a great receiver, Hopkins makes some great plays for him. Um, Drew Brees, what can I say, man? He's still Drew Brees, 40 years old, still just throwing darts all around the field. You know, you're always shocked when he gets an interception. I mean, it was literally shocking he had one in the red zone because he hadn't had one in so long. Um, Michael Thompson. Thomas, I mean, worth every bit of his money. He always finds a way to get open, pick up a first down, key play. You know, two great wide receivers in this game. Um, I think New Orleans could be there at the end of the year. You know, I definitely look for them. Uh, Let's go on to Denver and Oakland. People thought Oakland looked look good. I heard announcers announcer saying, and some of the prognostic, prognosticators saying they look pretty darn good without Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown, who, you were playing Denver. Denver's not the same defensive team they were a few years ago when they won the Super Bowl, when Peyton Manning was there. Um, Flacco was quarterbacking, so they had three and outs and stuff of that nature. You know, I'm still going to be a Flacco fan to some degree. There's some emotion there because he was my quarterback that took my team to a Super Bowl, but... Yeah, he didn't look too good last night. Um, wish I could have seen him look better. You gotta find a way to to get the ball to Sanders. Maybe Sanders not hundred percent coming off his injury, but to me, you just gotta find a way to get it to your number one. You didn't make that happen. He went to his tight end or or Sutton, you know, several times. So seven receptions for 120 yards. So, but Derek Carr looked really good. Really, really good. Uh, but once again, wasn't a whole lot of pressure on him. Um, you know, it wasn't a whole lot of pressure on him. And he had time to sit back there and go 22 for 26. I just don't know if that's going to happen in the future. I just think that he got lucky this game. I think that they just didn't get pressure. And Denver was known for their pressure, but there, there definitely wasn't any pressure here this game. Um, Next, let's go to this uh, Tampa Bay and San Francisco game. Uh, San Francisco, I didn't see anything great there. Defense was half decent. We don't know how good they were because they were playing against James Winston, who is... I mean, him and Baker Mayfield. I think I heard Colin Cowher say this: they're the same guy, man. You know, him and, 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 and Baker Mayfield, very talented guys. You know, always in a little bit of a no, little bit of unnecessary nonsense. Always waiting for them to take that next step. And Baker Mayfield, he's early in his career, so hopefully he can take that next step. But I want to see what happens with um. I want I, I want to see what happens with uh, Winston to see what he does. Because he should be able to do more. Um, you know, It just should. I mean, you guys got all the talent in the world. Strong arm. Won a championship in college. Um, I just expected more from him. We expected him to lift his team up. And he's been here several years. All he's done is get in trouble. You know, mess with Uber drivers and things of that nature. And just not, you know, make bad plays at the bad times. That pick six he had in that game was just demoralizing. He didn't lift his team up. I think this may be his last year as a premier start in the league you know if it this doesn't work you know unless he gets another you know a coaching guru or something like that a, a Andy Reid type of guy to take a chance on him and make him better than what he's been doing has the tools he just hasn't lived up to it Garoppolo you know he didn't you know one touchdown one interception he was 18 and 27 for a uh, 166 yards but he still just wins so he has a winning record he's won a lot of games i'm not going to knock the man at all you know if he gets his team to the playoffs some kind of way some people think he can do that defense did play good they did get three interceptions off jameson james uh winston i mean but i don't know if that's winston or that was them you know winston throws interceptions no matter who he plays against so i guess we'll see uh Kittles is still a premier tight end he only had eight receive eight receptions but only 54 yards but uh, you know we, we will see We'll see. Yeah, Kittle was uh, was the top uh, producing tight end in the league last year for you fantasy football people, which I do have them, so I do keep track of that. Uh, Detroit and Arizona. Detroit was up twenty four to six, I believe, or seven, even six or seven, something to that nature. Maybe twenty seven three, and they somehow end up tied. Matter of fact, let me pull it up. It was yeah, it was twenty four to six. And somehow this game ends up being tied 24-24 in overtime. And it ends up going 27-27. They both kicked a field goal in the overtime session and had a tie. Uh, I hate to say it, two lackluster teams. Just I, I don't see a lot of greatness out of either team. I mean, Ma- Matthew Stafford still does what he does. He puts up stats. He was 27-45, to 20, 45, 385 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and you end up with a tie. It's kind of weird he's been his whole career. He can put up stats. He's had a 5,000-yard season. He doesn't really make his team better. I mean, if they had the one year they made to the playoffs and they lost. It's just, it's gotta, he's making a ton of money. And I guess that's what you do. You pay guys. You pay quarterbacks nowadays. But I just don't know how much better he makes this team. I mean, really, they could they could have a regular quarterback there and probably get the same production. Still get their little 7-9 and nine season. Uh, Kyler Murray. Threw the ball 54 times in his first game, 308 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. I guess you can only go up from here, uh, and that's not a bad spot to, uh, spot to start from. So I think, you know, Kyler Murray, you know, it's a lot. of It's going to do a lot of watching of him. Um, he had a lot of balls batted down at the line and down the field. So I wonder if that's a vision thing from him being small, but we'll see. Uh, I like this fight at the end of the game. Even though they're playing Detroit, so you just never know. The, the my favorite part of the whole game was Larry Fitzgerald, eight catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown. Like that's great. <laughs> this man is 36 years old, and just think if he could have played with a of Kurt Warner level quarterback for more than five or six years. I mean, he would have. He would, he's close to. He's he's pushing at Jerry Rice's records now. I mean, he needs a few more years, but just think what he could have did if he didn't have all those garbage quarterbacks all those years. I mean, he had Carson Palmer in there for a little while, but he had a lot of garbage over the last, you know, seven years or so sprinkled in there. So, you know, we, we'll we see. But, hey, I just like the fact he's still playing at a high level. Seattle, Cincinnati. Close game. Cincinnati played a lot harder than I expected. I expected total garbage this year. I mean, and they may still be total garbage, but they played hard. Andy Dalton, 35 of uh, 51, 418 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, he, to some degree, he almost outplayed Russell Wilson, which he only had 14 to 20 for 196 yards and two touchdowns, but he got the win, and Andy Dalton had the key fumble at the end of the game, which is kind of what he always does. He's always been a guy, He's kind of him. Um, what's the other guy? Uh, guy from Minnesota. Uh, those guys, man, Kirk Cousins, those guys, to me, can put up the stat lines and just make the key turnover at the most op- unopportune time. Whether it's in the playoffs or a primetime game or just a regular game, they just they just don't have that gene to make the right play at the right time. Now, two things I noticed about this game. First was John Ross, the third uh, top draft pick for Cincinnati from last year, um, not this previous season, but the season before, and seven receptions, 158 yards, two touchdowns. He was a speed burner. Maybe he's gonna be there this year. Lucky he's gonna be a little bit of a bust, but he had a hell of a game one. So I don't know if I can get him in my fantasy league. I will. You know, I, I'm on waivers for him right now. But we'll see what he does. You know, we expected big things last year. He started off like he's gonna be alright, and then he kind of fell off, had some injuries, it wasn't the same. And then DK Metcalf for Seattle. Four receptions, 89 yards. And he, he had uh two receptions where he caught like in traffic, where he actually went up and got it. Uh, he looked like a pretty strong receiver, which we all knew what his physique looked like when they were showing him off last year in the uh you know in the combine and all the combine pictures. So he may be a heck of a gem. And he went a lot later than expected. So we will see, man. I, I was very impressed with him. Since I brought up Minnesota, let me go to those guys real quick. Um Minnesota and Atlanta was it ended up being twelve to twenty-eight and you know Atlanta missed two extra go, going for two so they, they didn't get the two extra points there or the two the two point conversions on either one of them but they look bad. Matt Ryan 33 46 uh three hundred and four yards two touchdowns two interceptions and yet they look bad the defense you let Kirk cousins go eight of ten and ninety eight yards one touchdown you let Cook run for 21 carries, 111 yards. Uh, let me, in fact, let me pull something up right here. Because we need to see. Let me pull up the team stats on them. Because I thought it was a lot of rushing attempts. And it was 38 rushing attempts, 172 yards for Minnesota. 17 rushing attempts, 73 yards for Atlanta. They pretty much ran the ball down your throat. They had a. Uh, let's see. They only passed the ball 10 times. They ran the ball 38 times. That just lets you know that they, that was that's disrespectful. That's college level. That's we get a lead. We can just pound you guys out. You guys aren't going to be able to score. And they, they little boyed them. Atlanta has to expect more than that, man. You got a former MVP playing quarterback. You just gave Julio Jones a guarantee 64, 66 million dollars. Some to that effect. Uh, I know you're expecting to win and to be much more competitive than what you were this week. So we'll see coming up. Next week, what they do? Let me see. Matter of fact, who is Atlanta playing next week? Next week, Atlanta will play Philadelphia on Sunday night. If they play anything close to what they play here, that would be a complete blowout as well. Speaking of Philadelphia, Philadelphia played Washington. They were actually down at halftime. Um, let me see how significantly they. They were down twenty to seven. They came out and they scored the next. Uh. I think they scored the next 25 points, they did, and it was 32 to 20. And they ended up winning 32 27. And your boy, your boy Deshaun Jackson is back with Philly, and he's doing what he's always done deep passes, eight receptions, 154 yards, two touchdowns. His two touchdown plays were a 53 53 yard pass from Carson Wentz, and then he also had a 51 yard touchdown pass. So Deshaun Jackson, after all these years, nothing's changed. Still one of the best deep ball receivers the league has ever had. And Washington still finds ways to lose. Even though Case Keenum put up a decent stat line. 30 of 44. 380 yards. 3 touchdowns. But Carson Wentz was a little bit more efficient. 28 of 39. 313 yards. 3 touchdowns. Um, They didn't have... Washington didn't have Adrian Peterson activated this game. First time he's ever been a healthy scratch from a game. But... Guys got hurt. So he'll be in this week and he'll probably get the line share of the carries. Because I was going to see how that was going to play out. Because remember last year when he was with uh, the Saints at the beginning of the season, he didn't like only getting a couple of carries. So I was wondering how he's going to react just being deactivated altogether, being healthy. But we won't have to address that because he'll he'll probably get the start this week being that Geist got hurt. Um. Buffalo and the Jets. Uh, the Jets were up 16-3, to I believe, let me, let me check, I think it was 16, I'm pretty sure it was 16-3, and you thought that game may be over, it was 16-0, and with 3 minutes and 48 seconds left in the third, the Bills kicked a field goal, made it 16-3, and then they came back and scored the next two touchdowns and they win the game, the Jets are still the Jets, they still find ways to lose games, uh, they did. They only scored one touchdown. Le'Veon Bell got a nine-yard pass from Sam Donald because uh, C.J. Mosley had a 17-yard interception return for a touchdown, but they still lost. So, uh, Le'Veon Bell, you held it all year. You got some money now, but sure now you're on a losing team, so I guess money was more important than trying to win. Um, the L.A. Rams played the Carolina. That was a pretty darn good game. Ended up being, it was a really a 10-point lead going late, but uh, Carolina scored late. So scoring being, you know, a three-point game. But he uh, actually had 14 carries, 97 yards. Um, he still was used kind of sparingly. He's not... They didn't work horse him the way they did last year when he was, like, you know, almost MVP status before, he, before the end of the season. We don't know what's going on with his knee, but he still looks healthy. I mean, he moved quick. Maybe they're just going to try to take it easy on him this year if they can if they're ahead in games. Not to really work him. But he has the potential to be the best back in the league or, or very close there too but I know they said this knee uh not tendon I knee arthritis thing so now McCaffrey McCaffrey out girly girly <laughs> and McCaffrey was you know I think he had 10 re- he had 10 receptions for 81 yards he had 19 carries for 128 yards uh two touchdowns on the on the rushing tip he was everywhere he did everything uh he looked explosive he looks a little bit bigger now I know he picked up some weight. It looks like he's gonna be a beast if he can hold up because he's definitely gonna get a hell of a workload. Um, golf was he was pretty decent, 23 or 39, 186 yards. He had a touchdown interception, but he had to lead most of the game, so didn't have to do too much. Cam Newton seemed healthy, 25 or 38, 20 39 yards, didn't run too much, which is good for him because you don't want him pounding away. He think he had three carries for no, three carries for minus two yards, so he didn't do any any positive rushing yardage. So I don't know if that's a concerted effort that they didn't really want to run the ball with him at all. But um, he didn't run too much. So uh, I guess you're going to try to keep him healthy. Because last year they were doing pretty good until he got hurt. And that's just one loss to the Rams. They could still be a good team. Actually, I- I'm expecting Carolina to do pretty decent. I-, I mean, they may make a run for their division. Um, Carolina's playing somebody they should win this week. Who are they playing? In fact, they're playing Thursday night against Tampa Bay. The way Tampa look, they should mash them. I mean, they literally should just mash them. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, you never know. Anything can happen in football. Uh, Kansas City, Jacksonville. I feel bad for Jacksonville because the game started off like it may be pretty competitive. Um... Nick Foles looked like he threw a touchdown pass. He got hit on that touchdown pass early in the game in the first quarter. And next thing you know, he has a broken collarbone. So he's going to be gone for several weeks, if not the season. They said probably at least till week 12 or 13. And that could be, but it could be the season as well. So we keep saying that Jacksonville is a quarterback away from being all the way there. Well, they got their quarterback and he got hurt in game one and in the first quarter of game one. So. They're still a quarterback away. They, the rookie quarterback came in, Minshew. And he went 22 or 25 for 275 yards, two touchdowns and So without getting all the starting reps, he put up some decent numbers. I mean, they scored 26 points against Kansas City. Kansas City put up 40. Uh, Mahomes, he's still going to be MVP status. I wouldn't be surprised if he's MVP again. I know people think his numbers have to go down from last year. But he started off 25-33, 378 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, he had a gimpy ankle. I think he twisted an ankle or sprained an ankle or something to that effect during the game, which he did. And he was still very effective. Uh, they lost Tyreek Hill. He's going to miss a couple of games. Uh, I believe it was a shoulder injury, but don't hold me to that. But Sammy Watkins ended up having three touchdowns, nine receptions, 198 yards. Why didn't I have in my fantasy game? He killed it. And, no matter what, you know, he just got a ton of weapons no matter what. So they find a way to make it happen. You know, he, he, you know, Sammy Watkins, of all people. And if he can stay healthy, he's always had the potential to be a monster. He just never stays healthy. So, But he had some really big plays, man. A 68-yard touchdown. He uh, yeah, had a 3-yard touchdown. And he also had a 49-yard touchdown. So, yeah, he killed it, man. Indianapolis and the Chargers. The LA Chargers. I keep wanting to say San Diego all the time. Um, went to overtime. Chargers have a close game, you know. Everybody's got close game scares. It's always a kicker involved with the Chargers, whether it's their own kicker or Indianapolis kicker. And this time was Indianapolis's kicker because uh, Adam Vinatieri I believe he missed three field goals in this game. He might have missed, I know he missed, the, no, he I think he missed two, an extra point is what happened. And but them going to overtime. And then losing in overtime, that, that you know, that's that kind of what killed him. If one of those field goals he made before it might have been the difference. But your boy Phillip Rivers is just another ageless wonder. 25 or 34, 333 yards, three touchdowns, one inceptions. Uh, Rochette did much better than expected. Well, not much. he didn't do much better than expected. We expected him to be good. And he brought them back. He was 21 to 27, 190 yards, two touchdowns. Mac looked really good running for the, running the ball for uh for Indianapolis, 25 carries, 174 yards, one touchdown. His one touchdown was pretty darn long. Let me see if I can find that. I want to find that the Yak yardage one at. Yeah, 63 yard touchdown. Um, was pretty killing it. Now, Gordon, Melvin Gordon, is holding out. says he's going to hold out to at least week six or I think eight or ten or something like that. He's making a mistake because this guy Eckler, whoever the heck he is, had 12 carries and 58 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he also Uh Let me pull him up all together because he had a pretty darn good game. He ended up having, yeah, the 12 carries, 58 yards, and a touchdown. Not long was 19, but he had six receptions, 98 yards, I mean, 96 yards. Uh His long was 55, but he had two touchdowns receiving. Melvin Gordon, you're holding out for more money. They already said they're not going to pay you. Bring your tail back, man, because this guy had his little break. He ends up putting up, you know, three touchdowns. You're... Not gonna get paid if this guy's doing this kind of stuff anyway. So, you know, all you're gonna do is put yourself down the depth chart and not make yourself look as good. Plus, you never stay healthy anyway. You had one thousand yard season in the years you've been in the lead. This guy's putting up numbers. You better get your tail back there. Makes sure it like anybody can do it. They don't need you. Lowering your value. All right, two more games to go. Pittsburgh and New England. Complete massacre. 33 to 3, complete massacre on national television Sunday night. Whooped Pittsburgh's ass. You know, I am not a Pittsburgh fan, but I didn't expect it to be this bad. You know, did they need Antonio Brown? I don't know. The defense couldn't couldn't stop a nosebleed. It was 20 Tom Brady 24, 36, 341 yards, three touchdowns. The man is 406, but yet he did these numbers to you really easily. I think he only got sacked once. Everybody got in on the game, receiving the ball from him. I mean, Josh Gordon had a 20-yard touchdown. Philip Dorsett had a 25-yard touchdown. And he had another 58-yard touchdown receiving from him. I mean, he worked the ball around. He didn't even have Antonio Brown yet with with, uh, with New England. Ben Roethlisberger, 27 of 47, 276 yards, one interception, no touchdowns. They were held at three points. Uh, Connor, the running back that that that, that looked half decent uh, at the early part of the year, not half. He looked pretty decent at the beginning of the year, and it looks like they're they're hurting for their for their three Bs now. They they wish they had the three Bs. They would Bell. They probably wish they had Le'Veon Bell right now or Antonio Brown because Juju Smith-Schuster did have six receptions, seventy-eight eight yards, but he didn't have the kind of numbers he put up last year, and maybe that may be a theme because now he's getting that coverage that Antonio Brown got. He's not the Second guy that always has the one-on-one or the the uh, unshaded side of coverage. And Connor, man, you got to put up better numbers if you're going to replace him, Bell. So it it just looks like uh, they need to bounce back. And they playing Seattle this week, Pittsburgh. Um, that's going to be a tough matchup. I mean, even though Sandy, uh, Cincinnati and 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 the Seahawks had a tough game, they're going to be playing. You know. They're going to play like they really need it. Because they, they don't want to get too far down in the division. And then on to the marquee game of the week for me at least. Which I'm going to take with a grain of salt. The biggest beatdown of the week. Was Baltimore beating down Miami 59-10. They wonder could Jackson throw the ball. I'm still not the biggest fan of Jackson as of yet. I'm a fan because he's on my home team. And I love him. As a home team quarterback. But. All I'll tell you what I saw here. He had he was 17-20, 324 yards, 5 touchdowns. Uh, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown had 4 receptions, 147 yards, 2 touchdowns. His first 2 catches in the NFL were touchdowns. Mark Ingram w- welcomed himself to Baltimore, or at least in Miami, but to the Baltimore team. 14 carries, 107 yards, 2 touchdowns. Now, let me just put this here. I believe Clemson can beat Miami. <laughs> That's how bad Miami looks. I'm taking this with a grain of salt. I'm not anointing Lamar Jackson, the MVP of the league, anything, I, he had no pressure on him. This guy had all day to throw. I think I could try for quarterback in the league if I can just stand in the pocket, not get any pressure on me and throw the ball. That's all Lamar had to do. It was so easy. What I want to I saw two plays where he threw on a run where they were inaccurate. Now catches were made and one wasn't made, but those were dangerous throws. So that just lets me know that if he's under pressure, that could be very dangerous. I got to see how he does under pressure. I'm not going to jump on board yet. But I do believe the Ravens have a great team. Because I believe their defense is going to be solid. And I believe they had a few turnovers that game. Even though your your boy Smith got hurt again. I, I mean, Smith has been getting hurt forever as a Jimmy Smith as a corner. Every year it's the first year he came in the boot I mean in a training camp and did not have a lingering injury. First game, he's like, there's a little sprain of a knee. He's going to miss a few weeks at least. But we look good anyway. Now, like I said, I think we, with our defense and then our running game, will be solid no matter who we play. And I believe Greg Williams has enough sense to realize... If Lamar's having wide open and a good time, you can get him misdirection plays and have him get nice open throws. And yes. But if it's tight and it's a lot of pressure on him, we go back to the run and we stick to the run. The run was great. We got the ball to the tight ends. Uh Mark Andrews, he had over hundred yards. Two touchdowns. Uh, he yeah, two touchdowns as well. Or we might just have one. But matter of fact, I can pull it up real quick. Mark always uh, where is he at? Yeah, yeah, we had one touchdown. He had one touchdown, because Sneed had one, that's right. Snead had one, and Boykins had one. Boykins' first game with the Ravens, one catch, five yards, but it was a five-yard touchdown. So he also introduced himself with his first catch in the NFL as a touchdown as well. So, once again, we're playing a JV team. This is the, probably the worst team in all of football right now. Let's get that clear. Miami is not a good team. The best phrase I heard this week is, 30 to 40 minutes into the season, Miami Dolphins, you are on the clock. <laughs> So get ready to pick your pick for next year for the draft. You are on the clock because you're not doing anything this season. You may lose all your games. Well, that's pretty much it. That's my roundup of the first week. Um, next week, marquee games that we're looking at. Uh, I, matter of fact, I'll call them out right now. Carolina should beat Tampa Bay. Seven-point favorites, I think they'll cover Dallas is a four-and-a-half point favorite at Washington at Washington And I don't know if they'll cover Washington looked pretty good against Philly for most of the game I don't know what Dallas is You know, I just don't know what they are yet. I mean they look good, but they were playing the Giants if I had to bet money on this one I Think I'd bet Washington I'd bet Washington not to win but to cover the four and a half maybe a three-point game if Dallas can blow them out I'd be really shocked Baltimore, Arizona. Baltimore is a is a half point favorite at home. Bet that complete blowout. Arizona looked like they're not ready. I'd be surprised if I see anything different. But never go with me when it comes to betting on Baltimore. I bet my, I bet my heart way too much. Uh, Cincinnati, San Francisco. Whoo, tough game to 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 pick. The incensey since he played good they were passing the ball well i'm still taking san francisco here i just figure that cincinnati always finds ways to blow stuff so i'm going with san francisco since he's a one and a half point favorite though so i'm definitely going with san francisco if i had to bet that the charges in detroit in detroit charges are two and a half point favorites i take that all day long minnesota green bay tight game because you don't know exactly what green bay is you're not sure what is going to do, but they should be able to pass the ball. They still got a lot of weapons. Green Bay are two-and-a-half-point favorites. I didn't like Minnesota coming into the season, but I'm going to take them. I don't know what Green Bay's defense is. They're in Green Bay. It's a 1 o'clock game on a Sunday. weather's going to be pretty decent. I'm going Minnesota in Green Bay to cover, you know, to – I think they're going to get the win at, you know, the, the, it's, a, it's, a point, it's a 2.5 points for Green Bay, but I'm, I'm covering Minnesota to cover the whole thing. Indianapolis and Tennessee. I don't know what Tennessee is. They just beat up on a garbage, overhyped Cleveland team. At least week one they were they were that. Indy played a good game in uh, in, in the Charge LA Chargers. They played a good game there. Brissett was better than expected. Two good quarterbacks hit at a decent, none of them great. Um, the running games were solid for both teams. Tennessee is a three-point favorite, so it's pretty much a push because you get three points for just being at home. I like to say this game is a push. If I had to bet something that mattered to me, I don't know where I would go with this game. I think I'd go, i just go with the home team to cover the three at a push. But I, I'd stay away from this game. I just have no idea myself. But if I had to put something that mattered to me, I would go with Tennessee. New England is a 18 and a half point favorite over Miami. Bet that before it goes even higher. They should beat them by 80. <laughs> Literally, you know, uh, Bill Belichick loves to run the score up on people. I can see them mopping Miami all over. If the Ravens just beat them by forty-nine points or whatever it was, I think it was forty-nine points. New England just beat a much better Pittsburgh team by thirty. I'm telling you, eighty points is not out the question, <laughs> but I'm taking New England, Buffalo, and the Jet. I mean the Giants. I don't know what the Giants are. I don't know what Buffalo is. Buffalo did come back and beat the Jets. The Jets are garbage. The Giants are garbage. Buffalo is pretty garbage. They're in New York. Eli and Saquon are going to rally defenses. I'm going with them to cover the spread. I want them to get. I think they're going to get the win all out. Pittsburgh and Seattle. That's the game I talked about earlier. Pittsburgh is actually a four-point favorite at home. I almost want to go with them because they need it. You know, they don't want to get too far down. You know, they don't want this division to be 0-2 and then the Ravens be 2-0. and You know, they're going for the division. Four points. Russell Wilson got a big contract. He has to come through. They ran the ball pretty well with Carson. Hmm. Pittsburgh couldn't stop anything last week. But that might have just been New England being really good. And Pittsburgh was trying their best, but New England was just really good. Because it's the best defense New England's had in a long, in some, in, probably since 2004. I would take. I'm gonna take Pittsburgh to cover the four. They need it. They're gonna play as hard as they can. It's gonna be an intense week of practice around there. Seattle got to make a long trip. Pittsburgh four points sounds about right. I take P- Pittsburgh to cover. Uh, Houston, Jacksonville. I feel bad. Jacksonville no real quarterback. Houston played a hell of a game against New Orleans. Came up short by a last-second field goal. Deshaun Watson didn't have any real. Help on that line. Jacksonville is still gonna put pressure on him, but he's gonna eat them up alive. 8.8.5 point favorites. I got Houston covering that. Kansas City and Oakland. Oakland is a seven and a half point underdog to Kansas City in Oakland. And I think Kansas City's gonna cover. I just don't, I don't, I don't think Denver did anything last week or last night, honestly. I don't think I don't think Kansas City did anything. I mean, I mean I don't think Oakland did anything to show me that they were really good. I know they played Denver good, but that wasn't a real team compared to what they're about to play. I think Mahomes is going to eat them alive. I think he's going to cover the 7.5 in Oakland. Denver and Chicago. much as I want Flacco for nostalgic purposes to do good, I think Chicago's going to put pressure on him. I just don't think he's that good under pressure anymore. I think he'll have some turnovers. Chicago's 2.5 point favorites in Denver. I think Denver's not going to be able to run the ball, so it's going to be all on Flacco to win it. i like to see him rally the horses and make it happen, but I'm going with Chicago on that one. Great offensive game, New Orleans and the Rams. In L.A., two point, L.A. are 2.5-point favorites. That means New Orleans is really kind of cutting into that three points you get for being at home, and I'm going New Orleans as well. Uh, without Gurley being 100%, and, they, you know, they shared time with the other running back who got, like, 11 carries. And I just don't know what they can be unless they're going to use him all the way. Even though, you know, I, I'm going with New Orleans. I'll just leave it at that. It's a lot of factors to it. Um, I'm going New Orleans. I just think they're a crisper, sharper team, when, especially on the road. Drew Brees likes to make it happen as the season goes on. He'll get better and better. You know, he doesn't play in the preseason. So I think they'll pick it up. I think they'll cover that two-and-a-half. Matter of fact, I mean, I think they'll they'll win the game all right, so you don't have to worry about the two and a half. Uh, Philly and Atlanta, I think it's going to be a blowout. I think Philly beats the mess out of Atlanta. They're two and a half point favorites in Atlanta. I think they beat them easily. And Monday night, Cleveland and the Jets. Cleveland kind of has to win the game. It'd be kind of ridiculous to think they would lose this, but the Jets look very bad. Cleveland look bad, but Cleveland, man, they... I mean, they didn't took, they probably sung a Super Bowl shuffle song like Chicago did back in '85 already. So I'm gonna give them a chance to win this two and a half point favorites on the road. I think they'll win it because I think the Jets are just, just young and not enough talent. But basically, I know it's been a long show. It's the NG podcast. I covered the whole entire league, you know, week one for the NFL, and then I went into week two's predictions. Um hey, okay, email me anytime, NG of the world at gmail.com. That's NG of the world at gmail.com. Please, i, I follow up. I, I contact anybody back that emails me. Anything you want me to talk about, I'll cover. If you ever want to come on the show, we can make that happen as well. Once again, it's NG, the NG podcast, Norman Gabriel, world's foremost authority on all things that matter. Just a dude riding around this vehicle for the most part talking about sports and all things. Have a good one. Peace.